Let's get this podcast started, gentlemen. I'm here tonight live on Berryful Upstream. Number what is what number are we on, guys? Like 122? I don't even know these days. <laughs> but I'm here accompanied by Alex Bass, Brandon Orr, and Blaze over from Crackberry. Scott isn't with us tonight. He sends his apologies to all his loyal fans out there. He'll be back on next week, hopefully. Got some family in town. But how you guys doing tonight? Hanging in? How's your pixel? Is it keeping you warm, Alex? No, not at all. It has not gotten warm in the slightest. What about you, Brandon? Is your priv keeping you warm? What's the dealio, man? I know you had some priv concerns. You hadn't been on in a while. Good to have you back. How's your priv? Yeah, yeah, my priv's keeping me warm. Uh, It's good because now it's just starting to get cold in Toronto. Um, Yeah, my priv, the stats, basically, I think I I sent them the – because I'm living in an apartment now. And I always lived in the house, so I always forget to put the unit number. So I think there's a bit of a confusion. I thought I put the unit number, but not. So I'm still waiting for like the box so that I can send my device to BlackBerry so they can fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically where it's at now. Um, so far, everything's been good, and nothing, uh, nothing's too crazy. I've had like the more glaring issue, the software issue. I managed so far. It's I haven't had it reoccur since I did like a complete like wipe of the phone again and complete like reinstall and then not add any of my settings. So that's good. But still, the SD card is still got a. It's a mechanical issue. So that's where I'm at right now. That kind of sucks. The expandable storage is nice on the priv. That's kind of like one of the main reasons I got it. I'm really just yeah. making a punch at Alex right now for his lack of SD card. <laughs> Blaze, I Blaze, I gotta I gotta bring it over to you because so many people right now are talking DTEC sixty. Can you tell us why you didn't like go ahead and just put out a full review? It seemed like you wanted to spend some time with it. Uh yeah, mainly because they didn't uh give us enough time to be able to go ahead and do a full on review. Like um you know, you get preview devices sent ahead of time, but there wasn't enough time that essentially allowed for me to give what I felt to be a comfortable amount of time with the device in order to be able to go ahead and give like a, a good actual review on it. So I put up what I put up as, uh, you know, just a general feeling situation after having used the device only for a couple of days rather than, you know, any length of time. So that explains that. So much respect, because I know there's a lot out there who would just put that review out, you know, ha- having held the phone for four hours, and be like, all right, next, you know, moving on. So we appreciate spending time with it. You've spent more time now, obviously, since it's been a- about a week in time since the device launched. How, what, what are your general perspective on it? Like, if I'm on the fence or I'm on a DTEC 50 even or a Priv, is this something I should even be kind of concerned about? Is it is it good? Is it a nice upgrade from some of those devices? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's start with the basic. I mean, if you're on a DTEC 50, chances are you probably intentionally bought the DTEC 50 just because it was a cheaper device. So, I mean, it's kind of questionable if, if any DTEC 50 owners are wanting to, to move after having just bought a DTEC 50. But, um, you know, if you were among the many like me who basically fell in love with the DTEC 50 and just said, oh, this is actually pretty nice. I wish it came in a bigger, faster format. Then, yeah, you should definitely move into a DTEC 60. Uh, when it comes down to, like, say, the Priv or you know any any BlackBerry 10 devices or anything like that, I mean, I think it's 
I think if you have a priv right now, what I've been basically telling people is that if you have a priv right now and you didn't necessarily buy that priv for the keyboard, like if you can live without the BlackBerry keyboard in every single portion of your life, then there's absolutely no reason as to why you shouldn't buy a DTX60, mainly because everything is pretty much on par or better than the, than the priv at this point, because the device, the DTX60 is fast, the camera on it is pretty, I don't want to say excellent, but it's on par with the priv in my personal opinion, so you're not really losing anything in that respect. I mean, the camera even uses the exact same sensor, and the only thing different uh, in between the actual camera is the software itself that is built into the sensor. I think it has like a couple of versions higher or something like that in regards to the software that's being used on it. But overall, I mean, like I said, if you're if you're on a on a priv and you're not extremely attached to the keyboard, there's pretty much no reason as to why you should keep your D, your priv if you know you're not necessarily happy with it. You might as well upgrade to a DTX60 and get the benefit of having a better device. Everything is just all around better compared to the priv. That's that's I think that's a pretty fair assessment for it so far. One of the main pieces I guess that held me back from going and purchasing one was just the fact that the DTEC 50 was and is so good of a phone. And I kind of want to put that out there for people because if you are if that $100 or so is really keeping you from one device or the other, you know, the DTEC 50 is still a good device. You just can't expect top of the line performance, you know? And that's really what, you know, where the line in the sand gets drawn. Brandon, I know, you know, here and there with Priv and some of the performance you've had, is the DTEC 60 something that really interests you, or do you feel like, you know, it's just not a device that's like should be thrown in your direction, so to speak? Like it's not really something your attention would go for. Yeah, I haven't I haven't used it or seen it in stores, so I can't really comment from you know just a visual perspective. But when it's like I said before, when it's up against some of the big hitters out there in the touch space. Um, at, at least this time around, the price is fairly competitive, which would lean me more to looking at it. Um, and I'd say, yeah, if it, if it works well and all that stuff, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't choose to get a T-Tech 660. I just think, uh, I think for the majority of people out there, they're just not going to think of getting a BlackBerry when they want to get a touch device, right? And like I said before, it's a, the device I'm really interested in is that uh, rumored... Uh, Mercury device, which I think that's the type of device people will see and they'll automatically know that if you want a keyboard device, you get the BlackBerry with Android, right? But for touch, I mean, based on the comments I've been hearing, I've been hearing from people, it's good. Um, you know, Blaze mentioned that it's good too for him, that it's working well. And I, th and I think that's that's good because compared to the DTEC 50, nobody really had too many com complaints with the DTEC 50. But I think this time around with the DTEC 60, it looks like there's been a lot more positivity around it in terms of uh, media outlets picking it up and doing reviews of it, which I, I didn't expect any of them to, to kind of do that. Yeah, when it came to the DTEC 50, there was people out there who bought it, but there was no excitement behind it, you know what I mean? They just bought it because it was a cheaper device and it was all right. And it served the served the need, but there was no actual excitement for the device itself because of the lower end specs that it carries. So, yeah, one of our patrons, Vince, asked this very question. He's like, "I have a priv. I'm itching to get a DTEC 60. Should I?" 
biggest issue with the Priv is unexplained slowdowns and overheating. Yep. Blaze, on the DTEC 60, is that something you experience, slowdowns, overheating, or is it really running well for you over your trial period? It's running him amazingly well compared to like anything that he's experiencing on a Priv. Like I said, if you have a Priv and you're not attached to the keyboard, then there's pretty much zero reason as to why you should shouldn't upgrade to a DTEC 60 if you really want one. Um, the heating issues are not really present. And I say not really because you're going to experience some stuff when you're when you're like putting it on the charger. It has a quick charge 3.0 in it, so it's going to get a little bit warm when you do that stuff. But I've never experienced any heating issues to the point where it's like, oh my god, this phone is hot, or, you know, <laughs> messages like, like which pop up on the proof saying your phone needs to cool down and I've used I've used my DTEC 60 in a VR headset and everything else along those lines and it has never reached the point where it has said yo you need to give it a break like even on graphic intensive games and stuff like that um, the only time that I personally found that it it warms up is like when it's actually on a crappy app like on a crappy app that you know is a crappy app like Snapchat Snapchat kind of makes it a little bit warmer than what it would be, you know, just like using Twitter or using the BlackBerry Hub or something like that. You can feel it, but it's not like, you know, baking egg or cooking eggs on it or anything like that. It's just it's just a little bit warm, and that's it. I think one of the the lasting things that people are gonna look for from BlackBerry is is just nice hardware, like quality built phones. And I think they've kind of continued to deliver that, even through a partner, right? You still got to shop for a piece of kit to plug yourself into, and BlackBerry's actually shopped around really well. The DTEC 60 seems kind of like, it's almost like the ideal device for someone, right? It's well-priced, it's thin, it has a big battery, got the great screen, got the good camera. I, do you guys think that they should market it more than they are, or, or do you, or do you kind of appreciate the stance that they've taken to not really go out there and do a lot, let the device speak for itself, let people who buy the device speak for it? I've seen like a lot of really good YouTube videos out there of just like people who picked it up, like just saying why they liked it, and it's getting people excited. And I think a way that's not really publicly or in the media, you know, easily observed. But back on the marketing, do you guys think it's something that should happen right now? Maybe even in like some sectors, or kind of leave it as it is, let it do its thing. Hey, you know, it, they have to price the device higher up if you want to do marketing, like crazy marketing. I mean, look at kind of like the iPhone and the Pixel. Like they're doing insane marketing, but the phone's also really expensive. Samsung's been pretty good with marketing too. If they're gonna have a cheaper on phone. I'm I'm sure that part of this price point that they were able to hit with the DTAC 60 took into consideration like hey we can't be spending you know tens of million dollars on marketing or even millions of dollars on marketing so um, I don't know I it would be great to see them market it right but at the same time I wonder if that's not even in the game plan for this specific phone and now they're trying this kind of area where you know not much marketing at all and see how well the phone does versus the priv they did a little bit of marketing it's a really expensive phone and i don't know i think it's it, this might be a good route but it would be nice to see a little bit of marketing of course i just don't think they're that into it anymore yeah like i just don't think uh, i want to go ahead and do it yeah, it was interesting. The other day I got an email from BlackBerry that was kind of like, you might have heard that we're leaving hardware, but that's not the truth. We have the DTEC 60, and we're licensing licensing out our software 
so that in the future you'll still it might not be built by us but it'll be a blackberry device so i mean there is marketing that's going out there i just think maybe the broad the broad scale marketing that we see from a samsung or an apple isn't yeah, necessarily what blackberry is doing i think you're going to really see more targeted advertisement i mean even now you don't really see advertise at least in, in my sphere of things i don't see advertisement from lg you know and and other like smartphone manufacturers is basically just Samsung and Apple so uh, I think it, it's just a reality that's a bit more difficult now to to really pin, hone in and pinpoint the, the demographic you want to sell your devices to right and sometimes the payoff the cost benefit of of doing marketing on TV and stuff isn't quite there if if uh, if you're really trying to focus on one demographic I think with the Priv, you know, be it a flop or be it just, you know, one of those devices that doesn't leave a great, great impression on a lot of people, I think one of the things it did do in the market is gave BlackBerry a starting point. I think John Chen's the kind of CEO who's like, let's let the market speak and then we'll react, you know? So they kind of went the traditional route, right? And when Priv came out, we were all talking last November about traditional marketing, how we were kind of seeing some of the same things that we saw back in the early days with BB10 and even that other manufacturers have done. If they let the market speak and the market says, we don't want that high-end phone, right? Their reaction is now the DTEK60 and it kind of finds that middle ground in the conversation to give people what BlackBerry is hearing that they want. And I think, yeah, marketing is probably not something worth investing in right now. But I think as this portfolio fleshes out, they should do some kind of consolidation of at least kind of what is under that BlackBerry umbrella, right? They've told us that umbrella is software. They put it on top of Wall Street Journal. I think down the line, they need to say, and that software lives, and they say where, right? It lives in smartphones. It lives in, you know, whatever QNX is going on on the road. And again, consolidate that message over time because I think it's an important one, especially with kind of the uh, Apple QNX news that we're going to talk do about. They'll that get rid of BlackBerry 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's Which... thing of all Android devices, like like I was saying last week, you know, if you look at the, the array of phones that they have now, they have like basically three BlackBerry 10 devices remaining and three Android devices. Once BlackBerry 10's out of the picture, you watch, they'll switch things up and be like, here are our Android devices. <laughs> we don't want to market an Android phone and you accidentally buy a BB10 and come back at us like, yo, wait a minute. <laughs> it seems like there's a bigger, easier software solution to that problem, but but I digress on that point. <laughs> I want to just flip back to one of our patron questions here and direct it toward you, Blaze. Waldo asks a uh, pretty uh, poignant question. I was reading an interesting article uh, this week about Pixel talking about you know all the other successful projects out there in the hardware space, how do you compare the reliance on the success of these devices, like the hype behind them with devices and the hype around devices like the DTEK60 and the Pixel? I guess the question is, where do you find that measure of success, right? Is the Pixel successful because it just appears to be successful and all the marketing and the hype and the word is good? Because if that's the generalization of what success is, well, DTEK60 is doing great too, right? It's receiving the same kind of positive feedback. so. In light of the different company situations, where do you guys find DTEK60 really being a success for BlackBerry? If we get another device, is that kind of, you know, what what labels it a success? That's kind of how I look about it. I've said this before, you know, every device BlackBerry puts out could technically be their last. So what does DTEK60 mean in terms of success for BlackBerry that 
it does a good job of kind of weeding out the older BB-10 devices or actually, you know, works well and competes, you know, spec for spec, performance level, you know, device to device. I don't know, and that's actually a really hard question to answer because everybody has different definitions of what success is. And to me, I mean, I don't know. Comparatively, I mean, if you look back at the at the Nexus line, the Nexus line always got rave reviews, no matter what, right? Like, it basically was the device to have if you were, you know, the quote-unquote pure Android enthusiast. But at the same time, the Nexus line wasn't targeted for everybody. If you were to read every single review online and be deep into the tech world, then you would know that the Nexus devices existed. But if you weren't into that infrastructure or anything like that, then you probably wouldn't even know that the Nexus devices existed or that there was such a hype around them. So, I mean, when it, when you put that into perspective towards like the DTEK60 line or any sort of success for BlackBerry, I mean, it's really hard to say because even right now, the DTEK60 could essentially be getting the same reviews as what like a Nexus would at some point or even the Pixel in certain circles, right? So, I don't know, it's it's a really hard question and I, I kind of agree with you, James. Every every device could be, could essentially be a success for BlackBerry, but I mean, the realistic answer there is you know, how much money does it put on the bottom line for BlackBerry? Um, we don't know what that's going to be. We don't even know if BlackBerry even really generally cares about the bottom line in so much that they're going to go ahead and push the device in hopes that it actually increases initial profits for them, right? Because technically they didn't, they didn't, they didn't put much profit in, they didn't put much into it anyways. They partnered up. They used the reference design. Yeah, and they just put it out on the market, so they only have the software mm. side of the equation that they were generally, you know, quote unquote, invested into at this point. I don't know. It's a it's a really really hard question to answer. Good question because yeah, it I is no answer. I, I kind of feel like they. I'd be interested in seeing like the DTEK sixty versus say a one plus three because that seems like it's a similar kind of area that that's trying to solve like around a four hundred dollar phone with pretty decent specs and then you know one plus three you're getting their kind of stuff and maybe six gigabytes of ram but instead with the jack 60 you're getting uh you know security stuff. blackberry yeah. and security so it's like you know i, I feel Alex, like that's what I, they're I, trying to compete with i think that comparison is good but at the same point i feel like the pricing almost makes it a non-compete because like the answer is the one plus because it's a hundred dollars right. cheaper i think honestly in the pricing we've seen 299 is like just below 400 just above 200 and then we have 499 which is 500 is right between 400 and right between 600 it's almost like they pegged the higher end of the low end and the medium end you know mm -hmm. in terms of their pricing structure here's a question that nick one of our patrons asks for you blaze is one of the things that i thought was lacking on the DTEK 50 was the optical image stabilization is this a problem on the DTEK 60 you mentioned it kind of compares directly to like the Privs camera. Does the DTX60 have optical image stabilization, and do you notice it? No, it's not there. But one of the things is that it doesn't necessarily seem to be affecting the device either. Um, with the DTX50, everything was a little bit more noticeable because you know it, it wasn't on the on the higher end of the spectrum towards devices or anything like that. So. It kind of stood out a little bit more when there was something that was absent, right? Um, but 
on the on the DTAC sixty. You know, it's it's less of a concern. I'm not going to say that it's not a concern, but it's less of a concern. So, what about the speakers, Kevin? Who's in our BBM group? He asks, "Is the sound on the fifty better than the sixty, or is it about the same?" It's about the same. Which is not bad. Let's 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 put that in. Yeah, there it's well. not it's not bad at all. I would say I would probably say that maybe um, the the um, the volume level mm. that you know each device reaches it's probably a little bit higher on the sixty, but it's still using the same speaker array, so it's not really any different. And that's kind of comparable, I'd say, to like Z thirty Passport level audio quality, and then. With what you get on the DTEC devices and BlackBerry's software version is you've got the MaxWave audio app that you can go into and really fine-tune some of those sounds as well. So if you want more of this or more of that, you can do that. So that's something, an additive as well. We have another question here from one of our patrons. He says, I think BlackBerry should have had an immediate Android 7 update for the OS upon launch. There's nothing really to sell with it apart from other Android offerings, especially with no advertising. It could have easily rivaled the, pr the Pixel. How do you feel about that, Alex? If this phone dropped at $499 with Android Nougat alongside the Pixel rollout, do you think it would have been more easily compared and maybe the media might have picked it up more? Especially, how do you feel about the update of the OS for BlackBerry devices? I see. I, I don't know. I, at this point, I'm kind of biased simply because like using this phone... Okay, here's the best example I can give. My, my brother just got a, um, a Samsung S7 replacement for the, his Priv. And I was setting it up for him yesterday, and even, like, that thing's running a Snapdragon 820, and it's got 4 gigabytes of RAM, like, same specs pretty much, well, same, well, same specs as the DTAC 60, and there was, like, lag just going through the setup process, and there are random points where it's just, like, lagging. So it's, like, in my mind now, I know what Android should run like on the Pixel, so now using a phone like the Samsung, that's why I'm so curious to use the DTEC 60 because there's something that Google did to the phone to really optimize it because even uh, an equal phone, the Samsung S7, which is a great phone now that I'm playing with it, um, it just it still doesn't even compare. So I, I feel like I don't think it's really sensible to even compare it to the Pixel and I know a lot of people will argue with that because you're going to look at specs and they're almost identical specs but it's just the software modifications that, that puts it in a league of its own. Even if it had NuGet, I don't think that makes it like equivalent to the Pixel. But I think it would help a lot. It would be one of those phones that's like, should we get the OnePlus 3? Should we get uh, Samsung? You know, even Samsung price-wise is up there, so I wouldn't even compare it to Samsung necessarily. But I think if it did have NuGet, it would be a, a, a better phone to compare it to. And it would be great if they pushed this out soon. I just don't know where BlackBerry is standing with software updates. You know, they've been quiet about it. I think Here's, once yeah. I think once you actually get your hands on a DTEC 60 or have the chance to play around with it, you'll find that the software is pretty close to your Pixel. Because I was I was I was at the mall the other day, and I was standing there side by side, and I had a Pixel in my hands. Okay. At the Telus yeah. store using it and then using the DTEC 60 right beside it and I'm like this is pretty darn close I'm not saying it was the exact same around the board you know what I mean but yeah. it was pretty close comparatively so this is the problem I have with that it's I mean I've been using you know the priv and I've been using Android phones it it's when it comes down to crunch time and you're like driving and you're having Google Maps open and you have music playing and a phone call comes in like that's when you start seeing like random lag and choppiness and things like that 
in in these scenarios that I normally experience problems with the Brave, I've not yet experienced any of it with the Pixel. So I feel like just having both phones side by side, I bet they are identical. You could even do a speed test, and I wouldn't even be surprised if the GTX 61 in a in a quick speed test, you know. But it's not yeah. real life usage. It's not like day to day. What is it like using a phone for six hours? I cannot day. wait to hear Alex moan and groan about this pixel in like three months. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> one of our <laughs> patrons, Merritt, he says, I have the DTEK60 for three days. It's my first experience with Android. And while difficult in spots, it will be fine. And I feel like that's a great statement. Yeah, it will, <laughs> yeah. It will be fine. My first big reaction is to the business model of Android. It's in businesses in quotes, you know, obviously that business approach. Um, it's no wonder why developers and carriers like it ads intervening everywhere you can see why the blackberry business model failed miserably any comment on that and it's like that kind of goes back to our comments on you know the overall marketing piece but merit also extends the question and says i don't consider the dtex 60 to be anything close to a quality flagship build a good phone but it just doesn't seem durable nor premium especially with the plastic back blackberry did not need the dtex 50 and the 60 did they question mark so, Blaze, I'll let you respond to some of those. A little concern about the hardware quality and build and then not feeling maybe as premium as something like an iPhone or an S7. And I know you've handled a lot more of those devices. So what are your thoughts in comparison? Do you get what you pay for in the price, or does it still have that premium touch? I don't know, man. The DTEK 60 is a pretty premium-feeling device. Um, I think he was actually talking about the DTEK 50 there because he said the back is plastic, right? Well, the back isn't plastic on the DTEK 60. It's glass on the DTEK 60. Um, my biggest, com probably my biggest complaint about the DTEK 60 is the fact that it it almost feels like it's like too gentle and too premium. Like I can't throw it on my desk. Like I can throw the DTEK 50 on my desk and not worry about it. Like I have to actually have a case and be careful with it. Um, it's it's a nice feeling device and. It's all around smooth, and you know, again, that go that sort of lends credibility to the to the, uh, the the you know the the premiumness of it that I can't throw it on there because it is kind of slippery in your hands as well. That's one thing that I actually I actually wish that BlackBerry had to change the back to something that was a little bit more cheaper. <laughs> Like on the DTAC 50, because of the fact that it is a little bit of a slippery device, um, I wouldn't say that it feels uh, feels cheap or anything like that. If anything, you could say that the DTAC 50 feels cheap because it, well, to be honest, the DTAC 50 was meant to feel cheap. That's what it was built and designed for. Um, and yeah, I do believe that they needed both of them in the lineup. Uh, the only thing that I don't necessarily agree with is probably the fact that you know, when you look at the DTEK 50 and you look at the DTEK 60, the DTEK 50 is just basically like, you know, is nothing more, or the DTEK 60 is nothing more than a, a bigger DTEK 50, right? That's the only thing that I don't, I don't, I don't kind of like about it because you can't really tell the actual differences between them. Yeah, definitely from the front, especially, it's tough. Blaze, I mean, Alex, if you lock Blaze on, he's holding up his DTEK 60. It definitely, so you're saying that's glass on the back, right? Yeah, that's glass. Interesting. If I drop that, I'm pretty sure I would smash it in some sort of way. Placement, of the, fi placement of the fingerprint sensor you find nice? What about the camera bump? Is that like a little bit too much for you? or? No, I mean, when you take a look at how I'm holding my hand here, 
and where the fingerprint sensor is. And I'm sure Alex will agree at this point because, you know, the majority of fingerprint sensors are on the back. And it's perfect. Like, that just unlocked my phone right there. So that's perfect. Um, it does get a little bit awkward if you're, like, holding your, hold your phone in different ways or something like that. Or if you're essentially holding it with whatever hand is not your usual hand. Like, I'm right-handed. So it becomes a little bit weird when I'm holding it with my left hand. But overall, I mean, the display is beautiful itself. The curves on it. I kind of like how everybody was wondering whether or not it was an actual curved display. And it's really not. It's just that the curves around the edge of the display drape down. And it looks really, really good without it actually being a curved display because there are some people who didn't even like the curve on the display, right? But the camera bump, the only time that I find that the camera bump is essentially a problem is like when it's on your table or something like that and you're trying to do something. Like, you know how everybody will have their phone on the table or doing something and, you know, flicking through like a BBM or something like that and... That's the only time that the camera bump bothers me is because it, it creates a little bit of a table wobble. And other than that, it doesn't it doesn't get doesn't get in the way of daily use or anything. Oops. Doesn't get in the way of daily use or anything like that. And it's not even really it's not it's not a huge, huge camera bump anyways. But overall the device feels premium. I don't know I don't know why anybody would say that it, it feels cheap. Like it's not it doesn't feel cheap to me at all. You, you know something that's kind of funny to me, at least? Like, I, I was the first time I ever saw, like, a Samsung Galaxy S7, and, like, they're slippery as hell. And then mm -hmm. I was playing, like, here's I, one of my clients, an iPhone 6S, and, like, it's so damn slippery that the funny part is, like, I go back to the Priv, and, like, this phone, I wasn't so worried about dropping it. But it doesn't feel all that premium, and like yes, the iPhone and I'm sure the DTEC 60 and like the Samsung, like they feel super premium. But you better have a case on that thing. Like I wouldn't trust myself using it, you know, just like this, because it's almost like looks don't. It's you know form over functionality in a weird sense. Like, do you feel like you're gonna drop that? Because the back is all glass, right? Mm. And it looks super um, slippery. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I've been using it without a case, so it's obviously not too concerning. But if I was to say that I wasn't being careful with it, I'm, I would be a lie. And there are times where I'm like, okay, I'm going to put my phone in my pocket now. Don't drop it, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. But, like, but is, did, did yours come with a case or anything like that, or you just got the phone flat out? Cause I Honestly, the people who, pre who ordered the phone from Shop Blackberry got more than what I did, so... <laughs> well, that's good, right? That's a good yeah. thing. But, Alex, you, you know how, like, you're going through your menu for your Pixel, and it was bringing up the menus and stuff real quick? Yep. Like, I have my stuff all set up right there, right? Mm -hmm. So, that's the hub, just immediately open. Yeah. I haven't opened it in, well, I opened it a few seconds ago, but it didn't load <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all saw you. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, like, I guess the question here, do you have a thing? Yeah, like, show, show us what you got. I'm having the same issue Alex was having. 
these types of demos are the worst because you like can't actually look at the phone in a productive way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and device search, hub, messenger. Uh, it's it's and it it is quick, you know. It I mean it's an eight twenty Snapdragon processor. Like I would be surprised as hell if that thing wasn't quick. I mean it should yeah. be. It should be on the level of the Pixel. It should be. It has the specs that rival it. Um, that's yeah. it's it's just like you know there's. It's a four hundred dollar phone, so there's going to be some limiting factors to it, just in general. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I guess the final verdict is go where your heart is content, right? Alex went Pixel, Blaze went DTEC sixty. I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. Could be on Samsung next week. Could be on a Windows phone. You never know. <laughs> hey, you Brandon's know- Brandon's on a priv. I mean, the thing is, in the market yeah. we are in now, and the ecosystem that exists around us, options, competition is all a good thing. And it's a little yeah. bit, just a little bit naive to stay just on one vein, yeah. thinking that you know it has everything that there is out there because it's just not true these days, right? Android is a large, large creature, and there's a lot of stuff going on that different, you know, uh, makers and distributors are doing, and it's a lot more out there that you need to kind of get your head around before you realize how good BB10 is for you, or how good the Priv or the DTEC60 may be for you. There's a lot out there, and you got to really look at everything before you make that final decision. And and what I think is most interesting now is that like the DTEC60, you know, running the Snapdragon 820, all of this, like it just shows how far we've come that. Now it really doesn't matter. Like the specs are getting to a point where it doesn't matter. Like we don't need six gigabytes of RAM in our phone. We don't need eight gigabytes of RAM unless we're going to start using it as a computer, which may happen in the near future. But like for now, we're getting to a point where get a Pixel, get a BlackBerry, get a Samsung. Like you're going to get a very similar experience, and you're going to pretty much experience Android as it should be intended to be. Whereas think just like a year and a half, two years ago, depending on the phone you got, you're getting a really junk Android experience, one that's maybe choppy or maybe ones that's good. Like it just shows where we are with Android and all the fragmentation that's there. Now there's still fragmentation, but you're still getting a good Android experience across the board. So it's like what comes next? Really, you're not even going to be able to tell the difference, hopefully, for BlackBerry's next flagship against the Pixel. You shouldn't tell a difference, because specs are at a point where, you know, what what more do you want? Yeah, Definitely. specs are at a point where even at the lower level, it's still a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Brandon, close this out here, man. I've got one <laughs> final question for you before we wrap up shop and jump yeah. on our after show for a little bit more. Are you yeah. using on your... Priv, were you using it with a case or anything like that, or you were just going straight out? No, I was going uh, just uh, straight, like uh, without anything on it, just naked. And I, I like, I, I used, I have a case, but then the pain with cases I find is that it makes the device thicker when you put it in your pocket and stuff like that. And I just, I, I wasn't too worried about the, like the. It's not like the the backing and stuff. It doesn't scratch very much, and the the front uh, screen is pretty solid too. So I wasn't worried about it getting scuffed or anything like that. Good deal. Definitely a lot of options out there. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on that DTEC 60. I may just end up with one at some point. But it's definitely going to be a, an interesting place here as BlackBerry continues forward. we got a lot of stuff to actually talk about in our after show, guys. It's kind of interesting. We're going to be talking about AT&T. The nightmare no service issue for the Priv. How I may switch over to Samsung because of it. BlackBerry's <laughs> software, October BBM updates. I mean, there was a lot of stuff, right? There's Apple QNX. Definitely more to speak on. So 
although we covered some DTEC 60 here, my last, last, last thing is, Blaze, any kind of heads up as to when this review is going to drop? I'm itching to read, like, someone who's actually used the device intelligently, you know, <laughs> for a <laughs> period of time. Maybe sometime in November, I assume, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, with it being October 30th. I, um, I don't have an exact date. I, that was sort of part of my key in actually making the, like, initial hands-on a little bit longer than what I probably should have. Uh, you know, it, it was supposed to be just really quick hands-on and then go ahead and get deep into it, but I made it a little bit longer to hold people over. Um, I don't know, man. I don't have an exact date, but... Sometime in November, right? I got you confined there, right? So yeah, some, yeah, some kind of yeah, deadline. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, one it's of our not, patrons. It's not going to be much longer. I don't want to make it sound like I'm taking forever to do it, and you know, <laughs> contemplating not doing it just because I wrote a hella awesome hands-on or anything like that. But, but he but, did, right? <laughs> yeah, but I did. <laughs> but no, it, it'll uh, it'll come in due time. And like Blackberry I, says, the review is imminent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the review is intimate. Uh, Alex, go ahead, cut it off for us. We'll catch you guys later on our after show. Check us out. It's uh, what is it? Barryflow.com forward slash Patreon. So you can yep. go check it out. Support what we do so we can keep doing it for you guys on the weekly. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you in a little bit. Take care.